Hi, I'm Patty and Rada with HIMSS, and I'm with Johnny Irvin, Principal Architect, Highland Cloud Services at Highland. Welcome, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about four key steps, four core concepts in moving to the cloud. So Johnny, let's jump right in. What are those four core concepts? All right. So what we're going to hit is understanding, understanding your workloads, understanding what you're moving um, into the cloud, into the cloud, what you're migrating out, planning, fairly self-descriptive, uh, organizing and review. These steps can recurse keep going back and cycling on themselves. But at the root of all this is understanding. The, the big, big core is understand your workloads that you're going to move. This applies regardless of whether you're moving into a completely self-owned private cloud setup where you just have a separate data center that manages a whole bunch of different areas within your purview. Um, whether you're moving into public cloud, a mix of the two, moving into one of the smaller public cloud providers or moving into a provider that's providing you like a full on platform or software as a service. There's details that are different between each of those, but this part works the same for everyone. The biggest, biggest step is understanding what you're moving. And this is a big thing for a lot of people when they are shifting into the cloud, because a lot of times you haven't had to take into account certain things that you take for granted. Bandwidth for clinical solutions is a big one. Internal bandwidth is a very different animal than when everything has to come over the internet to you. Your integrations to your other systems, they all have to be able to talk to each other. A lot of times you can take into account, you can just assume, oh, I can see all my things. When you move to the cloud, that's not even not necessarily the case. It's probably not the case out the gate. Understanding all this, like top to bottom, getting the boots on the ground, folks, all the way up to like your executive level understanding of what's going on, pulling all that together and synthesizing like a real vision of what's happening is critical to all of the other steps um, that you're going to do and to getting yourself into a clean migration into a cloud environment. So after understanding the workloads, what comes next? Key after this is planning. And there's a reason for this order. Um, I've touched on this, but the key to planning Pretty much most folks, you're going to have like a, a project management organization of some sort. Not everyone will. Some folks are smaller. They kind of have like one or two project managers. That's still a project management organization. It's just one or two people who's doing all the work. And you're going to need to plan just like you would for any other major project. Um, the big difference with the cloud migration, and again, this doesn't matter, public cloud, private cloud, another um, provider for software, whatever, is that this isn't a purely internal project. You're going to have at least you're going to have at least one major vendor external where you've got much less control than you're used to, um, and you have to take that into account. Even if you're moving into a major public cloud vendor like AWS, um, and you're mostly wrangling all that yourself, and this all goes AWS, Azure, Google Cloud for the the big three. If you're managing all this yourself, that's great. You've you've reduced that footprint that footprint of hey, where can miscommunications happen? But there's still a lot of stuff around capacity, limitations, and everything else that's not in your control. And like that has to be managed and angle and wrangled. Um, and your plans need to take that into account. There's padding for communications that you're going to have to put into place that you normally won't because no one can just walk over or just hit someone up on Slack or Teams or whatever. Like you're going to have to coordinate with people outside the organization and you're going to have to do it all the time. This obviously gets more vital if you're working with like a third-party consulting organization to do part of the work. 
Uh, this becomes more important if you're doing like a software as a service model where you don't have access to the underlying hardware because you're going to have to work with them more, even if that's like through configuration or opening help desk tickets or stuff like that. Uh, even, you know, the other big, the big SaaS vendors out there, there are going to be steps that have to happen. Um, so you have to take all that into account, extra time, extra preparation. It's a big deal. It's a big lift. And the understanding what you're doing is a uh, while you are moving into the cloud take, makes a big part of knowing who has to be in on that plan. Okay, so why planning before organization? Okay, so the planning part has the assumption that you have a certain level of organization within your company already, uh, your company, your what have you, um, whoever you are <laughs> within your organization, you're organized. This level of organization is like a step past the regular planning. One of the big deals with this is taking that time to understand your workloads, getting your vendor set up, getting all that, all that contractual everything set up, getting your plan built out. All that takes time and it can take months uh, and probably will take months or more to just get like all of the ducks in a row from beginning to we're ready to go. After all of that's in place, because of the length of time it takes and because you have third-party folks who are involved, and everything and all these new processes and integrations and ways of dealing with things, there's kind of a second round of organizing that you have to make sure is in place. You have to make sure that those people who are handling like the internal side of all of your discussions and everything else, that they know who to reach out to on the other side. It only helps so much if you, all of your folks internal who are managing all these workloads today and will be managing them in the future they know all of their internal contacts. They know who to hit up an IS for specific things for servers or for integrations and all this. A lot of that's going to change with the cloud migration. So they're going to need to reach out um, to folks to make these things happen. Mention that in planning. You got to set for all these time things. This organizing step is all about making sure you know who the key stakeholders are when you start. Because there's moderate odds after half a year. And if you have... Over time, this is usually not a fast thing to get a large number of workloads into a public cloud environment. It's probably gonna to continue to change both internally and externally. And you've gotta make sure that everyone knows who to talk to and you've got a person or people to bridge that and make sure that you know who everyone has to talk to who your now broader organization works coherently and cohesively. Okay, so now that the plan and people are in place, what's next? Okay, we're around to review. And again, this is one of those things like, well, obviously I'm reviewing it every step, but right now this is the top to bottom review, not just your project manager going and going like, yes, every box is checked. Yes, we've done all the things, but like actually touching base, hit in with every single person top to bottom, make sure that you're the people on the other side of the fence. Because again, now you've got that third party provider whatever it is, make sure that everyone's on board, everyone's ready to go. Um, everyone knows the dates because they've probably shifted over the course of all this planning and review and everything else. Dates have moved, things have changed, people fell off of email um, chains and they're still running off of a date that you changed three months ago. So you wanna make sure everyone's in place, make sure everyone's on the same page. Everyone has reviewed the game plan and knows what's ready when they're supposed to come in, when things are going to be required of them, that staffing is going to be available at that time, um, and so forth. Like every review step, this can send you back, not all the way back to the drawing board, but it can raise up issues where now you go like, oh, someone says, but wait, 
I know we just discussed all these things and planned all this stuff, but there's this other integration for this workload that like no one thought of. And that's a good thing because these happen. This happens every time. I've seen so many of these from both sides of the equation. There are so many integrations and migrations like this. There are so many little bits where things interact and people interact with the system. You're going to miss something. And that's why you do that. You do the understanding, you do the planning, you do the organization, and then you review. And this may send you back to the understanding stage. Like, okay, now this is this other bit. Now we've got to make sure we've got them hooked into the plan. Now we've got to make sure those people are all read in. All of our dates have pushed out a week because now we're having to do this, right? And then we've got to make sure everyone's on board again with the new times. It's hard. It's kind of painful. It is a pain. Do it. Everything will be much better when everyone knows what's happening. Communication is key. That totally makes sense. So in some ways, you know, this sounds a lot like the broad steps for any effort. So why is this so important for cloud migrations? So totally spot on. Um, that is uh, absolutely correct. The, the, this is so important for cloud migrations because like I mentioned before, unlike a lot of your internal work in the past, which has been, hey, I've got my vendors to provide hardware. We've got a hardware. We'll do our things. Hey, if something has to push because of a fire, it's fine. We'll push it because we've got internal. That's no longer the case with the cloud migration. You've got other groups, other teams who are outside your purview who are waiting. Um, if you're working with like a third-party contracting thing, this is literally money because they've got folks queued up, billable people sitting there waiting. That messes with the timelines. And this is where you start running into things where this is A, costing money, and B, remember back on the review step and the, organiza the, the organization review step, making sure you've got all the right people. A lot of consulting houses, they've got their folks built out. Um, and this could be like a first party, second party consulting company. Like if you're working with your cloud vendor, your cloud vendor has consultants, right? All the majors do, plus any other kind of software as a service provider, they typically have a professional services arm or partners. They've got the folks queued up for a certain amount of time. And when things change, those people may be moving on to new projects. And if you push the time frame out a month, they still have to move on to these new projects. And so there may be people changing midstream. Um, the more things that push, the more things change going through, making sure you understand it, that you've planned it, you've organized it, everyone knows who to talk to, you've gone over everything to make sure everyone's on the same page. Even if someone pushes, everyone knows who to communicate these things to. Everyone knows who to how to communicate other changes. There's no surprise. Jim has left the building. I emailed him six times this week and nothing happened. What do you mean he's off the project? Keeping those things from happening keeps everything going, keeps everyone happy on both sides and makes for just a smoother, better experience for everyone. And that includes not just the people handling the migration, but the dozens, hundreds, thousands of people impacted downstream by all these workloads you're migrating because this hits all of them. And that's one of those costs that people miss a lot is that hiccuping changes for all of them where they're planning on getting trained. They've got all this and there's a substantial cost, both in opportunity and money and morale and coordination within the broad organization. That's all impacted by this. You can make it awesome. You can make it hard. No one wants to make it hard. <laughs> this is the good way to make it easy. Right. So when an organization has gone through, you know, all these steps, what's next? All right. So the, as you're moving through, Keep in mind, 
things are going to shift. Like it's going to happen. You're going to go along. There's going to be edge cases that no one expected. Everyone forgot that there's speaking specifically to the clinical space. Someone forgot about this one modality that's used in one hospital. That's absolutely critical for that hospital. And no one took into account at all. Um, and so now things are going to have to change. You got to pull some more people in. You've got to do some additional, and maybe you're lucky and like, okay, we've got a local PACS, we've got whatever. Um, so we'll just write it all through that. And we've just make sure that it'll integrate just like the other things. But this means that those moments of panic when they're like, oh no, we missed something. They're not panic. They're just like, okay, cool. We have this. Um, you can keep on with the project because now you know who to notify on the other side, you know, where to plan for it. You know, where to change. It reduces these hiccups from things that can throw like a multi-week monkey wrench into the works into something that takes an extra couple of days while you line out, say, okay, here's this new person, you know, don't have everyone on one giant email chain because email exhaustion is a thing and people will just stop looking, but you'll have um, a cohesive organization that's much stronger overall and maintain a relationship that hopefully will stay strong after the initial migration is done. Because even after this is done, keep in mind that this never stops. This is a living, breathing creature. These solutions, if once you moved it to a cloud, it's not one and done. It's just like if you were on-premise still, everything was in-house in one building. You just keep going and it'll keep rolling and rolling forever. So John, is there anything else you'd like to um, add before we wrap up? I think the key takeaway on a lot of this is don't be afraid of a cloud migration. The, it, it can be hard in the sense of it's a lot of change. It's um, a big shift for a lot of organizations. Uh, there is a feeling of a loss of control because in certain respects there is. There are a lot of other benefits that go along with that. Embracing the process, looking forward, looking forward to, not in the sense of being excited about necessarily, but like looking forward into the, into the future. Um, and seeing where you're going to get benefits, where you're going to get additional things, um, what additional resources you're going to be leverage, able to leverage internally once things are off your, off your plate that are these day-to-day -day grindy tasks that now your cloud uh, provider is managing for you, regardless of the scope of your cloud provider. That helps, and that can give you a much stronger long-term roadmap for uh, what you're going to do internally and treat your cloud provider as a partner. The using them as a partner and not just like an end tool um, means that you also have more people engaged on that side and folks who are working with you actively to make your solution, your environment, your everything better than it was before. Great. Well, I know that you said a lot of great things and I don't want to repeat a lot of the things that you said, but a couple of the things, you know, really stood out to me and, and that's, these are long pro programs uh, you know, that from start to finish. And one thing that you said that really stuck with me is, you know, that the, the, the round two review is that it's not a static plan. It really is a dynamic plan. And you really have to make sure that the, as the stakeholders perhaps change, as dates change, as things shift, you know, you really have to, you know, be ahead of that, of that curve, um, you know, because it is a long-term program, you know, project when you do this. And um, I think the other thing that you said that also was resonating with me is that 
you know, you have a lot of things to do. You're, you're taking care of patients. And one of the things is to look to your healthcare IT partner, you know, to give you that expertise, to give you that, uh, you know, that support as you go along and to really lean on, on them, you know, to help you with this big program. So is, is there anything else that uh, you want to add to that? Yeah. So one thing I want to come back to, make sure that we cover tightly because everyone's focused on their environment. Everyone's focused on where they're going. We've talked a lot about how the interactions between the people that are involved make all this work uh, so smoothly. Don't forget that it's not just your internal people and not just the people who are uh, you're seeing day to day in your projects uh, as this goes on. Whoever your cloud provider is, public cloud, um, you've got an account manager, you've got probably consultants working with you, whether they're you know for the cloud for themselves or a partner or just completely someone else you've hired to work with you. Uh, if you are working with like a, a, a COLA facility or something like that, that they've got your stuff in there, they want to make sure that you're happy uh, in your facility. If you're working with someone like Highland, where I'm from, the there's going to be like product support folks, there's going to be services folks um, who are doing the consulting part and helping you there, wrangling the project on that front. There's going to be the cloud services people who are taking care of the hosting platform where all of your stuff is living. You're going to have a mix of this somewhere in all of your journey. Engage with those people, talk with those people, keep them in the loop because they are there to help you. They are there to make all of this go smoothly. They want you to succeed. They want your project to go well. They want your move to the cloud to go smoothly. They want you to be happy and to stay and to be home with them. Use them just like you would anyone else in your team and enjoy the relationship. Take advantage of having those people on your team. They may not be in-house for you, but they're there for you. That's what makes this all come together. Great. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for your time. Oh, and thank you. Appreciate it so much.